0: And welcome into the P2W Fantasy Podcast heading into Week 15, a.k.a. the Fantasy Football Playoffs. We have a uh, lunchtime office podcast edition going on, digging into the Week 15 matchups. Very important because, again, if you didn't get that first round by and you did make the playoffs, it's do or die, right? Right. The purpose of this podcast is to outline matchup data for the fantasy world that you can translate into your start and sit decisions as well as your DFS lineups. You have to keep tabs on the health of players mentioned on this show as that may change. The weather conditions of matchups seem to be a growing concern and a piece spoken of more often. But understand that weather changes throughout an entire week and that is not something I would look at until closer to the actual game. So we'll kick things off. We have the Thursday night football game, 49ers versus the Seahawks. Seattle allows the 13th most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. Second most fantasy points per game to running backs are a tough matchup for the wide receiver position and allow the second most fantasy points per game to tight ends. Brock Purdy is listed as a game-time decision due to the oblique and ribs injury he's been dealing with. Across his last... Two games, he's thrown for four touchdowns and rushed for one touchdown. Solid matchup for George Kittle, but he has gone now three straight weeks under seven fantasy points. Four total in the five weeks played since the bye. He's had one explosive game during that, but he's been pretty awful across the last five weeks. Eight targets across the last two games isn't super encouraging. Christian McCaffrey is the highlight here for the matchup. He's listed as questionable due to his knee, but Coach Shanahan mentioned this is something he's been dealing with off and on. Two great signs the last two weeks for Christian McCaffrey. Number one, great receiving day in week 13. He caught eight of 10 targets for 80 yards and a receiving touchdown. Number two, great rushing day in week 14, going for 114 on the ground while adding both a rushing and receiving touchdown. 28.6 and 29.3 fantasy points across his last two games played. 49ers ranked 29th for quarterbacks, 32nd for running backs, 10th for wide receivers, and 27th for tight ends and fantasy points per game allowed. Rough matchup for all but the wide receiver position, so let's focus there. Week two versus the 49ers DK Metcalf caught four of six targets for 35 yards and scored just 7.5 fantasy points. That same game, though, Tyler Lockett caught 9 of 11 targets for 107 yards and finished with 19.7 fantasy points, so it was a big Lockett game. On the year, Lockett is the wide receiver 8 overall, averaging 15.7 fantasy points per game, and DK is the wide receiver 13 overall, averaging 14.7 points per game. Both wide receivers are fairly hot across the last three games, with the That span of games, DK averaging 21.6 and Lockett 20.2 fantasy points per game. Lockett for the season is number 10 for wide receivers and receiving yards, averaging 68.9 per game. DK Metcalf ranks number one this season in red zone targets with 22 total. So it's a good play for both of these guys on paper this week. Go to our next game, which is a Saturday game. We have three Saturday games, which is pretty cool because everybody's playing. No more bye weeks, thank God. But the Colts versus the Vikings. The Vikings rank 6th to quarterbacks, 12th to running backs, 2nd to wide receivers, and 14th to tight ends in fantasy points per game allowed. It's a plus matchup for fantasy and it's strange because this Vikings team is 10 and three, but they're very fantasy friendly uh, week 10. Jonathan Taylor surpassed a hundred yards on the ground for the first time since week one, he totaled 147 the past three games. He's been in the eighties range for rushing yards with a rushing touchdown in three out of four of his last appearances, three straight games with three receptions since His return in Week 10 through 13, he is averaging 18.2 fantasy points per game and was tied for the running back three during that span. Very disappointing Week 13 for Michael Pittman as he scored 3.6 fantasy points, just four targets after seeing 11 in Week 12. Wide receiver 17 on the season overall, averaging 13.5 per game 107 targets this season with the next most on the roster being at 68 targets it'll be interesting to see who steps up for the wide receiver room beyond Pittman in a good matchup we've seen weeks of 18.7 23 and 20.6 fantasy points out of Paris Campbell with Matt Ryan this season on the other hand rookie Alec Pierce is coming off of an 18.6 fantasy point week two out of three of his last games he's seen eight targets Other side, Indianapolis ranks 19th to quarterbacks, 7th to running backs, last, a.k.a. 32nd to wide receivers, and 17th to tight ends for fantasy points per game allowed. So let's focus our attention here on the plus, and that is for Dalvin Cook. Rough week 15 for yardage, but he managed to score for a uh, second consecutive week. Running back 12 overall for the season, averaging 14.7 points per game. Technically a running back 1, but still under expectations. It's encouraging that he is top five in snap percentage. He continues to not share much work. He's averaging 16.4 carries and 2.2 receptions per game. So that's you know close to 19 touches right there. Uh, lower receiving mark despite him running the second most routes for the running back position. Fourth most red zone touches, touches and is nearing double digit total touchdowns positive matchup and we have seen three games above 23 fantasy points so week one of the fantasy football playoffs would be an amazing time to have his fourth game above that mark next matchup we have the ravens versus the browns the browns rank 23rd for quarterbacks third for running backs 17th for wide receivers and 28th to tight ends and fantasy points per game allowed Frustrating year for J.K. Dobbins, not just for fantasy, but for himself. He's spoken up about it earlier this year on social media. He appeared in weeks three, four, and five. He barely played in week six. Then he went on to miss six games after. Week 14, though, upon his return, he saw 43% of the snaps, carried the ball 15 times, and had 120 rushing yards with a touchdown. 18.9 fantasy points. You know, although one of the clips looked like he was in some sort of like limping run, It was encouraging for him to see his second highest NFL career rushing total in a game and get that amount of work. He was quoted saying this week, it's still not me all the way yet and I'm going to continue to get better and hopefully those 100-yard games will start turning into 200-yard games, maybe. Good signs. It's It's a plus matchup. We are not sure if Tyler Huntley will be a go in this one. So plug J.K. Dobbins straight back into your lineups, knowing he just had a great day, knowing it's a good matchup, and knowing he's probably going to get some decent work here. Other side, Baltimore ranks 11th to quarterbacks, 26th to running backs, 7th to wide receivers, and 16th to tight ends and fantasy points per game allowed. Big difference in games for Deshaun Watson in his first two appearances. In his first game, his defense and special teams did plenty of work for him to win that game, he threw the ball 22 times, completing 12 passes for 131 passing yards and an interception. Week 13, uh, the, the next week, um, that was week 13, getting things jumbled here. That was against his former team, the Texans. Uh, the next week, so week 14, much different of a matchup versus the Bengals. 26 for 42, still kind of inefficient there. 276 passing yards. He had a touchdown, but also an interception again. 17.34 fantasy points. He rushed at least six times in both of these games. Not sure if the script will be more week 13 or more uh, week 14 versus Baltimore because of their situation, but we're hoping that for his fantasy stock, that it's more like the Bengals game. Murray Cooper has seen 16 targets from Deshaun Watson in two games. He scored under nine fantasy points, though, in both. He was banged up heading into week 14 and did not practice on Tuesday, though, so he's somebody to monitor. Donovan Peoples Jones, though, is somebody we should be highlighting. Solid chemistry on display in week 14. He caught 8 of his 12 targets for 114 receiving yards and finished with 19.4 fantasy points. Back-to-back weeks, over 13 fantasy points with Deshaun Watson. DPJ has had 5 games with Jacoby Brissett, over 70 receiving yards. So he has the upside in that category and it was on display in full last week with 114 through the air from Watson. Dolphins versus the Bills. Up next, Buffalo ranks 26th to quarterbacks, 23rd for running backs, 13th to wide receivers and 26th to tight ends and fantasy points per game allowed. Tyree kills the wide receiver two overall, averaging 21.9 fantasy points per game. He has one true like bust week under 10 fantasy points in six games under his average, but he's also had seven weeks above his fantasy average with two weeks over 30 fantasy points. So he's he's one of few guys we may say is matchup proof. Keep an eye on him, though. He's been limited at practice with an ankle issue. Jalen Waddell, they may want to focus on trying to get going. Terrible last two games under six fantasy points on nine total targets. The last time he scored 14-plus fantasy points was week nine. Other side, Miami, Ranks fourth to quarterbacks, fifteenth to running backs, fourteenth to wide receivers, and third to tight ends and fantasy points per game allowed. Feels like outside of Stefan Diggs, it's it's someone new every week for Buffalo having a good day, inconsistently. Week fourteen, it was Dawson Knox. Week thirteen, it was James Cook. Week twelve, it was Isaiah McKenzie. Down Stefan Diggs week in week 14, but he scored a pair of 21-plus fantasy point weeks in the two games prior. He's averaged 10.2 targets per game, 7.2 receptions per game, and 95.3 receiving yards per game with 10 total touchdowns on the year, which ranks him number two for the wide receiver position. Since the bye, Josh Allen has had three weeks under 20 fantasy points and two weeks over 24 fantasy points, averaging 21.29 fantasy points weeks eight. Through 14 after the bye is a bit different than what he averaged before the bye which was 29.48 through seven weeks so he's been going downwards a bit but he's still you know a quarterback you play you play Josh Allen I had a discussion this week which involved him being down versus what he was before and also maybe the weather being an impact if you get to game day and you know the weather is super concerning, then maybe you factor it in. You don't do that on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. But otherwise, you don't, you know, you don't bench Josh Allen who's been one of the best fantasy assets for three straight years now. So, plug Josh Allen into your lineups. That that goes uh that's the last game for Saturday, so we'll shift over to Sunday now. First game, the Eagles versus the Bears. Chicago ranks 16th to quarterbacks, 4th to running backs, 10th to wide receivers, and 29th to tight ends in fantasy points per game allowed. Teams look to beat Chicago on the ground. Jalen Hurts facing the Bears reminds me of Daniel Jones facing the Bears October 2nd. Not in any sort of like Jalen Hurts compares, you know, comparing or comping Daniel Jones in any sort of way back or forth, but it was the fact that Daniel Jones against the Bears rushed for 68 yards on the ground and two touchdowns that day on the ground. We know Jalen Hurts can do this. Hurts has four rushing touchdowns across his last five games. He had a season-high 157 yards on the ground Week 12 versus Green Bay. Miles Sanders has over 140 rushing yards in two out of three of his last appearances. Three total this season, games over 130 rushing yards. After not scoring a rushing touchdown in 2021, he has 11 in 2022. He's averaging 14.6 fantasy points per game, and this is a great matchup for him to get hot on the ground again. Philadelphia, on the other hand, ranks 30th for quarterbacks, 17th for uh, running backs, 26 to wide receivers and 25th to tight ends and fantasy points per game allowed aka it's not a good fantasy matchup for any one specific position justin fields missed week 12 but across his last six games played straight he has scored over 20 fantasy points during the span he has finished as a top five quarterback in five out of six of these weeks and as the overall quarterback one in two out of six of these weeks it's a tough matchup versus Villy. But in his hot six-game span we are referring to, he faced the Patriots, who ranked 21st, the Cowboys, who ranked 28th, and the Packers, who ranked 22nd in fantasy points per game allowed to quarterbacks, as examples of him getting through these tough games and still balling out for fantasy. Fields has seven rushing touchdowns in his last six games played. Next on the slate, you have the Lions versus the Jets new york ranks 25th to quarterbacks 22nd to running backs 30th to wide receivers and 18th to tight ends in fantasy points per game allowed it's a tough matchup jameson williams scored a big 40 plus yard touchdown in his second game last week and i think his role will continue to grow but not be forced through the rest of the season which may impact dj chark but we have to give chark credit for what he's done here the last two games and what he's done recently 14.8 and 21.4 fantasy points the last two games, 98 and 94 receiving yards. He also has two touchdowns in his last three games played. Targets, Targets across the last three weeks have trended up from five to six to seven. Detroit ranks first to quarterbacks, 25th to running backs, third to wide receivers, and fourth to tight ends in fantasy points per game allowed. Lions fans get mad every time I list what they gave up because of them being you know trending up but the data is the data i will give them credit though as they have won five out of six of their last games with the one loss being by three points to the Bills. so they are hot right now as a team two potential sleepers for the jets though in this one with plus matchups tyler conklin has trended up in targets the last three weeks three to seven to eight in these games last week he caught five of them All eyes have been on Garrett Wilson. We have to note also that Corey Davis is working through concussion protocol, but Elijah Moore has seen 16 targets across his last two games played. He scored a big touchdown in week 12. This past week, he caught six of his 10 targets for 60 yards. Mike White apparently, quote, is ready to roll for week 15 after leaving week 14 twice. Across his last three appearances, weeks 12, 13, and 14, For quarterbacks, he ranks number three in passing attempts, number three in passing yards, and number 10 in total fantasy points. Steelers versus the Panthers. Carolina ranks 17th to quarterbacks, 16th to running backs, 8th to wide receivers, and 24th to tight ends in fantasy points per game allowed. It's been discouraging for George Pickens when it comes to his usage. He has shown us the ability to make the bigger plays and have some receiving yard upside but he's had four or less targets in three out of five of his last games since the bye. Just five total targets across his last two games played. And this was split between Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky, so it's not like it's just one quarterback not giving him targets. Deontay Johnson, on the other hand, has had at least eight targets for three straight weeks now. Back-to-back double-digit fantasy days with his second-best fantasy outing in Week 14 with 14.2 fantasy points. This was a mark, 14.2, that he was above 11 times last season. So with Deontay Johnson, maybe he can trend up for fantasy in the fantasy playoffs. As he is the sixth-most targeted player this season, he averages 8.7 per game. His 49.8 receiving yards per game and zero touchdowns on the year have have been the negative impact on him. It's a plus matchup, though. Chiefs versus Texans. So Houston ranks as the worst quarterback matchup and the best running back matchup for fantasy. Funny how that works out. 29 to wide receivers and 15 to tight ends and fantasy points per game allowed. So let's talk about the Kansas City running backs here. Isaiah Pacheco has rushed for 82, 107, 69, 66, and 70 rushing yards the last handful of weeks since week 10. 15.6, 16.2, and 12.3 fantasy points the last three weeks, scoring in two out of three of those games. Jarek McKinnon, on the other hand, has scored 14 and 32.4 fantasy points the last two games, three receiving touchdowns in these two, and is coming off of a seven-catch game where he had nine targets week 14. Plus matchup, and these two guys have been useful for fantasy. Kansas City ranks third for quarterbacks, 10th for running backs, fourth for wide receivers, and 21st for tight ends and fantasy points per game allowed. Nico Collins is not practicing Wednesday, and Brandon Cooks has reported to look unlikely for Sunday after both of them missed week 14. In their absence last week, Chris Moore caught 10 of 11 targets for 124 receiving yards and finished with 22.3 fantasy points. In a Kansas City matchup, His name may be called often once again. Great sleeper pick here for this week. Next matchup is the Falcons versus the Saints. New Orleans ranks 15th to quarterbacks, 20th to running backs, 15th to wide receivers, and 30th to tight ends and fantasy points per game allowed. Allowed. The plan for the Falcons is to start rookie Desmond Ritter in Week 15. Atlanta lost four out of five of their last games after looking competitive to a degree this year. Ritter was a third-round draft pick out of Cincinnati who has dual threat ability like Mariota, which makes me think that the playbook can be similar. Preseason, he completed 34 of 56 attempts for 431 yards and three touchdowns, two interceptions. He also ran the ball eight times for 58 yards. I'll be curious to see how his connection with other rookie Drake London will look this week, especially after London had such a high usage in week 12 for Mariota. 12 targets, which is one less than all of his weeks 10 and 11, I believe 9, 10, 11 combined. Twelve targets, great sign. Different quarterback, but maybe he's a focal point of this this playbook here. Hard to really push though for somebody in this matchup, just knowing that it's a new quarterback and it's not a fantasy friendly matchup. Atlanta ranks ninth for quarterbacks, thirteenth for running backs, fifth for one, uh, wide receivers, seventh for tight ends in fantasy points per game. So it's a, it's a good matchup here. Eyes for me will be on rookie Chris Alave who has scored double-digit fantasy points the last two weeks, but both under 12 fantasy points. Week 11, he had a big fantasy week with 21.2 fantasy points, marking his second time above 20 fantasy points this season. Alave, per game, has had 8.2 targets, 5 receptions, and 73.9 receiving yards. He's top 12 in total receiving yards on the year. He's number 6 in air yards and number three in deep targets, which shows the opportunities for him to have his upside or show his upside. Great matchup with the chance for a bounce back. <clears throat> Cowboys versus the Jaguars. Jacksonville ranks eighth for quarterbacks, ninth for running backs, 11 for wide receivers, and ninth for tight ends and fantasy points per game allowed. A lot of Cowboys are in play this week if you roster them. Tony Pollard plus Ezekiel Elliott continue to thrive together. Obviously a great matchup last week, but the last four games played together for fantasy going backwards. Pollard 22.2, 24.6, 8.1, 36.9, and 21.8. Zeke 17.1, 18.1, 16.5, and 17.7. 11 combined touchdowns during this span of games between these two guys. CeeDee Lamb had a down fantasy week in Week 14, just 8.3 fantasy points, but this was after a solid 20.4 fantasy point week prior. Wide receiver 7 on the season, averaging 16.2 points per game. Dalton Schultz has seen 16 targets the last two weeks. Season-high 87 receiving yards Week 14. Five games played since the bye, and three of them have been over 14 fantasy points. Also keep an eye on Michael Gallup as well, down Week 14. Wasn't great, just like Lamb, as I mentioned. But double-digit fantasy points, both of Weeks 12 and 13. Season-high 18.3 points in Week 13, catching two touchdowns. Dallas ranks 28th for quarterbacks, 29th for running backs, 18th for wide receivers, and 31st for tight ends. Rough matchup. Enough said. Even in a tough matchup, one of the toughest... We have to acknowledge Evan Ingram. The, the last two games, he scored 14 in 39.2 fantasy points. He had seven and 15 targets. He had 162 receiving yards last week, three touchdowns across these last two games. He has been on absolute fire, has to be a big piece of this playbook. Zay Jones' targets the last four games have been 10, 14, 7, and 12. Tons of involvement as well in this offense. Three of these four games. He has scored 14 plus, and in two of them, over 20 fantasy points. Cardinals versus the Broncos. Denver is the second worst fantasy quarterback matchup and also second worst wide receiver fantasy matchup. They rank 18th for running backs and 12th for tight ends and fantasy points per game allowed. Colt McCoy is under center and will be the starter of the final four games with Kyler Murray, unfortunately, tearing his ACL. He has played the majority of three games this season in those games. He has thrown over 70% for his completion percentage in two of them, 238, 218, and 246 passing yards in those three games in a total of one touchdown, two interceptions. Rough week for pass catching options in all honesty here. James Conner has been solid, though, the last handful of weeks across his last four games played. Above 75% of the snaps, he has finished with 20-plus fantasy points in three of them, five total touchdowns in the span, encouraging that last week he saw seven targets and caught six of them. He is the more comfortable play out of the fantasy options. Important to also note, maybe in deeper leagues you can take a look at, at streaming him, but tight end and rookie tight end Trey McBride saw six targets last week and has a top 12 fantasy matchup this week. Arizona ranks 7th to quarterbacks, 11th to running backs, 19th to wide receivers and are the best fantasy matchup for tight ends. Brett Rippian uh, <laughs> should be in line for the start for Denver with Russell Wilson in concussion protocol. Positive tight end matchup on paper for Greg Dulcich. Again, it's the best tight end matchup. He's had back-to-back weeks with eight targets, 85 receiving yards in week 13 with 14.5 fantasy points. He's had three games this season over 12 fantasy points. His target share likely took an increase with Cortland Sutton leaving week 13 and not playing in week 14. Sutton is listed as questionable. Should he miss, Dulcich can continue seeing a high target count and is likely a smash play for week 15. Have to mention my guy Jerry Judy as well. He was mentioned on the show last week and was also mentioned as a player spotlight in a video I made heading into week 14. Eight receptions on nine targets for 73 receiving yards. In three touchdowns versus the Chiefs, a monster 33.3 fantasy week. He returned to action on limited capacity week 13 and caught all four targets for 65 yards. This on top of the plus Kansas City matchup were indicators for a big week. Judy scored over 16 fantasy points back-to-back weeks before the bye and has played well this season, when healthy. Situationally and with the matchup, it's not super appealing, but this guy is rolling right now. Patriots versus the Raiders. Las Vegas ranks fifth for quarterbacks and running backs in points per game allowed, 12th for wide receivers, and eighth for tight ends, again in fantasy points per game allowed. Ramondre Stevenson dealt with an ankle injury in week 14. He tried to power through it, but uh, ultimately was sat. Damian Harris did not play, so Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong carried the load, both scoring a touchdown. Kevin Harris had one more touch than Strong but Strong was the one who factored into the passing game. All of Stevenson, Jacoby Myers, and Damian Harris have questionable tags tied to them. In a perfectly healthy world, I would say that Stevenson is a smash play here, and Myers would have flex appeal. Not to cop out of this matchup, but we need more information on on who is going to play and at what capacity for this game. It's at 3 p.m., Game slot for Sunday, so I'm hoping we get some clarity beforehand, especially in a plus matchup. New England ranks 21st for quarterbacks, 31st for running backs, 25th for wide receivers, and 13th for tight ends in fantasy points per game allowed. Tough matchup. Jacobs is the RB2 overall now for fantasy and already set his career high in rushing yards with 14.02 on the ground as the current NFL leader in that category. He's one rushing touchdown shy of his career-high 12 from 2020. He has a questionable tag due to his finger, but his x-ray came back negative. At this point, matchups do not matter for Josh Jacobs. You play him. Same goes for Devonta Adams, who led all wide receivers or leads all wide receivers in targets this season. He averages 10.9 per game. He has the most air yards, second-most deep targets, third-most receiving yards, and has ninety-five point nine per game in that category. Number well as number one as well in total touchdowns. It's tough, man. You know, you you talk for nearly thirty minutes straight, start jumbling and, and speaking different languages. But number one as well in total touchdowns. He can definitely have his down weeks. Last week, he had 10-ish fantasy points, that being an example, but the week prior, he had 37.7. So this correlates mostly to Derek Carr and his play, but you play Adams. Titans versus the Chargers. LA ranks 12th for quarterbacks, 6th for running backs, 21st for wide receivers, and 19th for running backs and fantasy points per game allowed Derrick Henry is coming off of a monster 121-yard rushing day last week with 18.5 fantasy points, scored his 11th rushing touchdown of the season. This comes after two non-Derrick Henry fantasy weeks. This was a good bounce back. He also saw five targets for the first time since week four. This can definitely be a repeated Derrick Henry game versus the Chargers. Chig Okonkwo had a great fantasy week for the tight end position. His usage has trended up. He has operated as the field-stretching tight end for Ryan Tannehill, but now is seeing more targets. Not sure the matchup is appealing, but we did just get a report today that Traylon Burks is still working through his concussion protocol. We're hoping to see Burks back. His last full, full games, he scored 18.1 and 17 fantasy points, but you have to monitor that he actually works through that concussion protocol. Tennessee is the second best quarterback matchup, fifth best tight end matchup, and the best wide receiver matchup for fantasy. They rank 27th for points per game allowed to running backs. Justin Herbert has had back-to-back games, over 330 passing yards. He has finally, uh, or he has been throwing the ball at a very high rate, at least 47 attempts, three straight weeks now. His receiving core is finally healthy in full. Knock on wood, it stays that way. Mike Williams returned in week 14. He caught All of his six targets for 116 yards and a touchdown, 23.6 fantasy points. Gerald Everett scored 13 fantasy points week 13 and didn't score as well in week 14, but he did see eight targets. I've been loving, though, Keenan Allen since his return to game action the last four games now. Fantasy points have trended up 11.4 to 15.9 to 20.8 to 21.2. He's had games of 94, 88, and 92 receiving yards in that span and scored a touchdown in two out of four of those games. Back-to-back weeks of 14 targets on the dot. Good to roster Justin Herbert and these receiving options, especially Keenan Allen. Next, we have the Bengals versus the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay ranks 20th for quarterbacks, 28th for running backs, 20th for wide receivers, and 6th for tight ends and fantasy points per game allowed. Both of T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are listed as day-to-day after injuries this past week. Goose eggs for both of them hurt a lot of people. Jamar Chase, in their absence, balled out, scoring 28.5 fantasy points. He caught 10 of his 15 targets for 119 receiving yards in a touchdown. That was an alpha performance. Definitely a situation to monitor for the other two wide receivers. Cincinnati ranks 27th for quarterbacks, 21st for running backs, 28th for wide receivers, and 11th for tight ends in fantasy points per game allowed. Mike Evans has been awful with five straight weeks under 11 fantasy points. For those, he was under 10 fantasy points. <clears throat> Slightly encouraging to see uh, two of his three last games with nine targets, but it, it's a tough matchup and he has been rough for fantasy. Not a great running back matchup, but both of Leonard Fournette and Rashad White have been utilized in the passing game the last two weeks together. Fournette has caught 12 of his 14 targets and White 11 of his 13 targets. That can alter, to a degree, a poor running back matchup when they have usage in the passing game. It's a good tight end matchup here, and it might be For deeper leagues, but keep an eye on Cade Otten here, who has had 15 targets across his last two games. In week 13, he caught six of 10 targets, scored a touchdown, and finished as the tight end one overall for that week with 14.8 fantasy points. Next, Giants versus the Commanders. Washington ranks 14th for quarterbacks, 30th for running backs, 16th for wide receivers, and 32nd for tight ends in fantasy points per game allowed. Other side of the ball in New York ranks 18th for quarterbacks, 14th for running backs, 22nd for wide receivers and 10th for tight ends in fantasy points per game allowed. They just played each other in week 13. In that game that here's what went down in that game. Daniel Jones threw for 200 yards and a touchdown and added 71 rushing yards on the ground. Saquon Barkley is expected to be a full practice participant today after being questionable with a neck issue. In that Week 13 game, he rushed for 63 yards and a touchdown. Slayton caught six balls for 90 yards and a touchdown. Hodgins and Bellinger both had five receptions. Hodgins scored. Taylor Heineke for the Commanders in this Week 13 matchup still threw 275 yards and two touchdowns. Brian Robinson rushed for 96 yards on the ground. Curtis Samuels, six catches for 63 yards. Jahan Dotson, a player you need to make sure is at least rostered. Their first round rookie draft pick caught five balls on nine targets for 54 yards and a touchdown. His best week since returning from injury scored his fifth touchdown of the season. So you can take a look at, at how these guys did against each other. And it means something because it literally just happened in week 13. It's now week 15. So uh, again, you can reflect back on that game. and and hopefully project forward. Monday night is the Rams versus the Packers. Won't dive into that one. Do something probably separate for that, but huge week. Good luck to you guys in the the fantasy playoffs. Hopefully you guys can take away something from this matchup podcast. More info in some shorter clips of this show will probably go out on uh, social media at some point this week. But again, important to know these things. This matchup data for your fantasy football start and sits as well as your DFS lineups to hopefully win you some money. So, as always, Nick Script, P2W Fantasy Podcast, here to help you play to win, which you will this week.